Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. I have a very special guest today. This is Justine, and we are going to be hearing her story, and I'm so excited. So I will let you introduce yourself and tell a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Justine. Um, I'm about to be turning 30 in a couple of weeks, maybe. Don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I was born and diagnosed at the same time with Turner, so pretty much I've had it since um, I came out and all that. It, it's been a smooth, I would say a roller coaster type of thing with, with pertaining to it. Oh my gosh, I can't English today. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, okay. I now work with, I now work at a daycare that I absolutely love. I love working with kids, seeing them see, coming in, seeing the smile run up to you and just give you a hug. It melts my heart. I'm like, how can I get onto you if you're doing something not so safe when you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's- it, it it yeah. melts it literally like his heart just melts i'm like stop being so cute because i know you're going to do something in like t minus five minutes <laughs> yes that's me and my nephews oh man that i just <laughs> gosh all of my nieces and nephews i i can go from being so like no i'm gonna be I'm going to do what I know I should, and they should not have been doing that. And so I'm going to, you know, and then they do something really cute in response. And you're like, stop it. Just no, just, I need to be not happy with you right now because that was not <laughs> supposed to happen. And yes, oh gosh. yes exactly. <laughs> um, weapon. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like, they know it's like, oh, you're mad at me. Let me do something cute. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. Just no. <laughs> I actually had one kid. Um, he knew uh he did something. And I got on to him, you know, it's like, oh, we're gonna make good choices and something. I can't remember what he did. And then like five minutes later, if that he because he goes, he gives me a hug, he goes, I'm so sorry. Oh I go, oh my gosh, stop. I go, it's okay, <laughs> buddy. But my heart's like no. <laughs> <laughs> no oh man yeah but aside so, from that um I do cosplay it's really okay. fun I dress up as various anime characters Harry Potter characters video game characters and Disney nice it, it's fun and seeing kids smile um, like when you walk around a con and see and having people see their favorite character or even kids yeah see their favorite character it's just like Yay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so much fun. So what's your favorite or do you have a favorite character to cosplay? Yes and no. Um, my favorite cosplay to just randomly hop into is Max Caulfield from the game Life is Strange. I love that okay. game and I love the character so much, but she's so easy to get into and she, her outfit is so comfortable. It's just jeans, a t-shirt and a jacket. Oh, and the and the wig that I have for her, it's incredibly comfortable. So I can get into her all day and the makeup's not really much. I don't have to do much with my makeup or nothing. So it's just like, okay. Very oh, cool. I'm done in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> it takes more than 10 minutes, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What um, water characters do you do? I'm actually working on Tonks. Oh, that's a fun one. I'm working on my girl. Like I am literally truly the embodiment of Tonks. I was like, all right, JK, I hear you. <laughs> I see you. Why'd you make a character like me? I love Tonks so much. <laughs> she is that's so awesome. fun. Um, I have done Lily in the past. Um, I do my Hufflepuff self because I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, and I've done a young school Sirius, a female version of Sirius. Oh, cool. So Sirius and Tonks are my ultimate two favorites. So I, ha I, ha I have to. I have to. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Tonks would be a fun one. That's I can't awesome. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, before we get into the Turner stuff, now you've piqued my curiosity. What day is your birthday? February 22nd. Oh, so close. Mine's the 14th. <gasps> and I will also be turning 30. Oh, wow, sweet. Have, I didn't you, know have you had a moment about it or are you okay with it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think everybody be very honest. No, um, you remember the show Full House? Yes, I loved that show. Um, remember when Danny, the dad, turned 30? Yes. And he couldn't say 30? Yes. That's gonna be me. <laughs> like it's I, not so bad turning um um and I could hear either him or my friends going 30. <laughs> Yeah, that, that number. Yeah. That one. <laughs> my age. You know, my age. <laughs> but that age is the number of the thing. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm I'm kind of dreading it, but I'm kind of not. I'm like, because to me, age is just a number. But then again, it's like turning 30. I have you have realizations like, oh wow, I'm not in my 20s. I'm not young. What am I doing with my life? Where is life? What is life? Yeah, like, oh, I actually have to be an adult now because I can't, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh, officially 20. Bye, youth. What? Yeah, that came so fast. Yeah. yeah I, I remember I had more of a moment when I was turning 26. Because oh, I, yeah. I had this thing of like, oh my gosh, there's less than five years till I'm 30 how in the world did that happen yep yep and i kind of so i'm a little better with it now that i'm you know two weeks away i'm 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 getting there but i'm still like oh man i just i don't know if i feel like i'm 30. <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> like am i, I am i, I actually to the point where they can know. allow me to be 30. i don't know yeah it's just like wait it, it, is this <laughs> wait do i have to get permission do i need to go sign <laughs> papers what what do i need to do <laughs> oh that's awesome that's fun very cool well yeah. happy early birthday same to you thank you okay so now i am very curious you mentioned you were diagnosed at birth mm -hmm. so what were the red flags i looked horrible when I was born, I'm just gonna admit it. I looked absolutely horrible. And I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I actually made nurses cry. For one, they didn't know if I was gonna make it overnight. And mm -hmm. two, 
I just look like a, I don't know exactly what I look like. It, I just looked, from the way I got described, I looked horrible. Mm. Like, I looked like they didn't, for one, they didn't know, is this baby going to live? And two, it, it just, ugh, I didn't, it's, I haven't seen any pictures when I was born, and I'm kind of glad. Mm. So what was, what was immediately wrong? Um, my heart, I wasn't born breathing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't born breathing. Um, my heart was a mess. Uh, I had the, I was born with the heart problem too. Okay. Also, um, I think edema, like when you're really big and swollen. Yes, the fluid. Yeah, I, that, mainly that, my heart. Um, the doctor literally told my grandmother, uh, we have to wait for the test results, but I am pretty sure this baby is Turner syndrome. And the test results came back positive. And I'm classic. I'm just got the one X. Okay. So, but yeah, that's, they automatically knew once they saw me, they're like, hmm, test her now. Yeah. And there was nothing while your mom was pregnant that showed anything? She, um, what, what my grandmother thought might've been Braxton Hicks was actually my mom trying to lose me. Oh man. So my, so my grandmother's like, walk it. Cause you know, Braxton Hicks, you can walk them off you know, and be fine. But my grandmother really said, if I had known that she was trying to lose the baby, I wouldn't have made her do that. Yes. Wow. So, <laughs> they, um, they didn't see any sign. I don't know if they saw any signs like in the womb, but as soon as I was born, they knew. Yeah. Wow. Good thing they were on it and knew to test for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Emma. Thank you. Hi, love. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> bye, baby. <laughs> so, gotta love them. <laughs> I know Max and Sirius are both at the end of the bed. My fucking oh. cat. Um, so as you got older, what what was the main way that Turner syndrome affected you? Um, in and out of doctor's offices, in and out of this, in and out of surgeries. I can't tell how many surgeries I've had. Um, the biggest one was at four months old or well, four or five months old. Um, when I had my open heart surgery to repair the core octation. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in second grade, um, the webbing of the neck, it was restricting my movement. So they went ahead and did that and also got the fold from the eyes too. Oh, I didn't know they yeah. did a surgery for that. Yes. I think they only do it if it's like really restricting. Yeah. Cause um, I couldn't move my neck at all. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to have to do this. So they did that at when I was two, my brother, I think my brother was born then. Either my mom was carrying my brother or my brother was born. I'm not, I can't remember. So when you had the next surgery, do you remember what you might've been young enough? Maybe you weren't a part of the conversations um, for what, cause there's different variations of how they can do it. Mm -hmm. I had what, when I researched was called Z-plasty where the scar is in a Z, they cut in a Z. Do yeah. you remember? 
I do not. I just remember going to the doctors and discussing, okay, we're going to remove this. Um, my keloid looks like it might be a straight line. Okay. Um, so I don't think they did the C-plasty. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I wish I knew because that's kind of interesting now. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. When I went, so I had mine, I had two total. I had one when I was 16 and then one when I was 20 mm -hmm. and he gave me three different ways they can go about it yeah. to research. And so I was like Googling what's the scarring from these and all of that. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> it was, I, I had no idea there were even options when we went and then he's like, yeah, research these, see what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, yeah. I wish I knew, but I think my mom probably did all that, but it was, it's not bad. I mean, it still don't, it don't hurt. I, I kind of did it at such an age. I got used to people asking about it. And then now I'm working at daycare. I work, I've been in the schoolers and how in, it still blows my mind. They have messed and played with my hair and just recently found my scars from that surgeon. I'm like, how long have you been playing with my hair and you now just funny? What? <laughs> and kids always ask the funniest questions. Does it hurt? <laughs> Does it hurt? No, stop it. <laughs> Doesn't hurt, but it's annoying. <laughs> so it sounds like your scarring left from it isn't too bad um they've done well you've had two <laughs> i've done three one to re, uh, um the initial removal one um to kind of sand the scarring down oh. a little bit and i don't remember what the other one was for maybe the same thing i think they were trying to get the keloid as much under control as they could oh wow okay so um, I've had three on it. What was the recovery like for you? The first time it was, I stayed overnight on the initial removal. I do remember that. The other two, I do think I got to go home that day. Okay. So it wasn't too bad, but um, yeah, I remember staying overnight in the hospital for the first one. I think one day, I'm not sure. It might've been two, but yeah it wasn't too bad the recovery wasn't hard it was just weird to not have to move your because you know now you have so much mobility it's weird yeah. not to just snap your neck like this and go no you're gonna rip them open oh, oh, oh okay <laughs> yeah i remember because mine was purely i noticed it um and i didn't initially think it would actually have any other benefit besides cleaning that up a little bit yeah. um because it wasn't severe enough to where i noticed how much it was restricting but after i could move my neck so much more than i realized i couldn't <laughs> before yeah. it was incredible yeah i think even as young as i was i was like oh i move now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can do that i can yeah look at you this way <laughs> yeah that's awesome so um are there any remaining heart issues after this oh yeah um i have there where they repaired it the ballooning they have to keep 
an eye on that if it gets to a certain point, which I believe they said is five centimeters, um, they have to go in again. I'm not sure what they're gonna do. Do not look at me like that, babe. You've known this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, five, five something centimeters, millimeters. I can't remember which one, um, but they have to go back in. When they first did it, they went in through the side. They went okay. in through my side and I still have a scar. I was hoping it would shrink with me growing, but no, it got bigger. So I had this huge scar from my back up to my side. Um, so they could go in through the front and bust the chest cavity that way instead of having to do it more than once. Okay. So they went into the side instead of the front. So if it gets to that point, then I'll have to go back under again. But other than that, everything's good. Um, just couldn't play contact sports, which I really wanted to play volleyball in high school, but I couldn't. But hey. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean that's a decent trade-off to have your heart be good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, eh. I still got to do gymnastics. Um, there are certain moves I couldn't do. Uh, and I had to be really careful Yeah, as well. Like I couldn't do what they called um, the death drop, which is like you jump and you just go boom. But of course you're not hurting yourself. You catch yourself at a point. I couldn't do that in case if I did mess up, it's not a hard blow to the chest. Oh and yeah. There's that ballooning to rupture and there's by me. Yeah. So there was like certain things I couldn't do, but they, we found ways around it. That's I still had, still had fun. I still competed. Oh, I miss it. I do miss gymnastics. I did gymnastics just when I was little. It was like when I was eight or nine for a couple of years. I loved it. Yeah. So what would you say just in general in your overall life has been the biggest way that you felt impacted by Turner's? Having kids. Mm -hmm. I can overlook not being able to play sports. You know, I play sports. I can overlook my height um, and all the other stuff comes with it. But what I've always said growing up is I want a family of my own. I want, I want to have one kid and adopt another. And it's kind of disheartening because I was always told growing up, you probably will, you might be able to carry, um, you'll be able to carry, you just can't have any naturally. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I found out um, with my first marriage um, before me and him even got engaged that no, with your heart problem, you can't carry. You won't be able to sustain the nutrients for both lives for years and the babies i was like oh okay well and then it took me a while to put my to wrap my head around well there's other ways to be a mom mm -hmm. yeah. i can go ahead and i can be a foster mom help kids that need it i can adopt give a kid a home and love that didn't have it so i've pretty much got myself to the point now to where it doesn't bug me as much to where oh well, one day I'm going to be the best darn foster and adoptive mommy that I can be. Yeah. So that's the biggest impact I've had. Um, other than that, it's really been, really hasn't impacted my life too much. Just, you know, in and out of doctors, 
having to switch from pediatric doctors to adult doctors, which that was not fun. <laughs> I begged cooks to let me stay. And, uh, but it's mainly just not being able to have kids because, I mean, I felt guilty, you know, wanting to give a guy a child of their own, you know, one to put it into words, have give him a son to look just like him. I can't do that, but I have a man now who's stuck by my side, who loves me for who I am. And it's like, there's more than one way I can become a dad. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. I, whenever I told him, I literally cried. I was in tears because I was scared because it's like my biggest fear was realized with my first uh, marriage. And I was like, okay, I don't want it to happen again. So anytime I've had that conversation, it just, it scared me. And I literally cried with him. He gave me the biggest hug and said, hey, that don't matter. There's other ways. And he actually meant it instead of just saying what I wanted to hear. And you could tell the difference. So, yeah, but that had been the biggest impact. That's such an important thing to have somebody by your side that really understands and is supportive. Oh man, that would be a night and day experience. Yeah. He's really my shiny armor. He really is. That's awesome. So are you guys thinking more foster care and foster to adopt? Um, Probably foster and foster to adopt. Yeah. Because with foster care, it's, you do get like you're literally right after the family because I've tried to go through it before they try they their their main goal is to put the child back with the parents and then if the parents can't do it then with a family member that then you're next so I was like okay my biggest fear with that is what if I get so attached and they go back but I'm like you know what you helped them you're good Yeah, it's, oh man, I had to process that right before we started the process of getting certified for foster care. Um, that was my biggest concern was I just, I looked at my husband and was like, okay, you know me, you know what this is going to look like. <laughs> yep. At the end of this, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, somebody going home, it, you're going to have an extra person to pick up the mess of because it's not going to be pretty. Nope, I'm going to probably be in my room in the bed crying my eyes out. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, but it's worth it. It's, you know, it's such a good cause. It is. It it's is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and they need really... And I know states need really good foster parents. Yes. Because there are, there are good ones out there and there are bad ones. There's good and bad in every single situation. Yeah. What was, what was your biggest impact from Turner's? Oh gosh. Um, probably kids as well. I mean, I could, I could say more about my neck surgery or things like that, but really the way it's actually changed my life is kids. Um, I knew I wanted to be a mom since before I even knew how you did that. Yes. 
my baby dolls were always real to me. Like I always treated them like my real kids. I always wanted to be a mom. And I remember thinking when I was five and six, I can't wait till I'm a mom. Yeah. And then when my mom told me that that was going to look a little different for me, that that was going to be a little bit more complicated. I started the process of trying to deal with that being a question mark. Because I feel like even just knowing that's in question is something to process. Yeah. Um, and then there was a lot of when we got married, I even more was like, I, I don't want this to be a question mark anymore. I want to know before we immediately want to start what that could look like and what our options are. You know, I, I wanted more time dealing with that than waiting longer would have given me. Yeah. And going through the process of getting the testing done, finding out the real actual answers for me, uh, it was scary. It was hard. It hurt. Mm -hmm. But it was so worth having that understanding and that closure on this is no longer a question mark. I know what this is for me. Yeah. And that's huge for being able to process that. It, it really is. It took, takes a lot. And then also not only just the kids, like, yeah, you can talk to anybody about it, but like having someone to actually talk to who understands. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't know anybody who had Turner's growing up either. Yeah. Like my, my best friend who I've known her since, oh my God middle school about coming on 16 years <laughs> and we both joke like how have we put up with each other <laughs> uh like she said you can talk to me about anything you know we're like sisters it but it's like not knowing anybody to actually understand the exact feeling the exact same thing the fears that you go through yeah so it that also was kind of it I also kind of sucked not having another Tia's sister right there beside me growing yeah. up. Yeah, it was. And I never thought, I mean, I remember hearing about there being support groups and thinking, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I never thought how much of a difference it made, even for those that maybe aren't as heavily impacted until I met somebody for the first time that had it. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, because she can say, oh, you too, or me too, or yeah, I know what that feels like mm -hmm. to things that nobody else I'd ever met in my life could say that to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have one of my best friends. I met her through cosplay, actually. Um, and she messaged me, like, we're gonna, gonna be in a cosplay group together. She met, she messaged her, hey, my character name, can you, can I message you privately? Yeah, sure. She, and then she's like, hey, I saw you have Turner's. Because, you know, that's when I started getting more comfortable with it out there, trying to be more of an advocate. Well, not an advocate, just trying to get awareness out there. Yeah. And she's like, I see how Turner's. I said, yeah, yeah, I do. I have it too. I'm like, wait, what? 
That's awesome. And that was like in 2016. I think 2016. Been friends inseparable ever since. Like we became That's friends awesome. and then we met in person and just inseparable ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, the first the first person I met, and this is still the only person, well, the second person, but the very first person I ever not just the only person, the first person I knew that also had it, but the first person I ever met in person that had it. And it was my grandmother had dementia when I was in high school and we had a caregiver for her. And this was a girl that, oh my gosh, she was amazing. We loved her so much. We adored how she took care of my grandma. And my mom was like, we were looking to, cause she had moved from where she'd been taking care of her. So she wasn't the one taking care of her anymore. And my mom's like, look, I really don't like the people they have there now. Can we like move her in with you or move her to you? Like, how can we make this work? So they were talking and um, she was making comments about her daughter. And from what she was saying, my mom was like, it just sounded like Turner's from everything she was saying. And so at the end of it, my mom goes, does she have Turner syndrome? And the lady goes, yeah, how, how do you know what that is? How do you know? And she goes, because Brooke has it. And this is a woman that had met me before. And she goes, really? And they just, and then I went over with my mom and I met her daughter and it was amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. The community aspect is so important for so many reasons. It is for one. It's like, it's not the fact that you, so you won't feel alone. It's just like, Hey, can I ask you something? You know, like we're all there to help each other. Yes. I've learned so much just from hearing bits and pieces of other people's stories and experiences, invaluable lessons I've been able to oh yeah and it's like each of our stories are so uniquely different yeah so unique even though some of them are similar even the ones that sound similar are so unique yes yeah when were you diagnosed i was diagnosed while my mom was still pregnant ah so what happened was um the same ultrasound that they found out i was a girl they didn't do as many ultrasounds back then. Um, so you didn't have, you know, nowadays you can go get hundreds of ultrasounds throughout a pregnancy. Yeah. Back then they had specific times they would do it. It wasn't on a regular basis. Right, right. And so they were doing what's the anatomy scan, basically where they check everything over. And then that's where they see if they can tell the gender as long as baby's cooperating. and. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they confirmed I was a girl. And in that same ultrasound, they noticed there was fluid in the back of my neck and in my chest cavity. And so they had my mom wait in the waiting room. My parents were both there waiting and she knew something was wrong. She's like, no, something is wrong. They never have me wait after like this. And they talked to the doctor. He told them what they saw and through that they did an amniocentesis so they didn't they still gave me I had a less than one percent chance to live um 
and they had all of these awful nightmare scenarios of how I would be um, even if I did live. And none of them came true. Yeah, I about to say, I don't think any of them came true, did they? <laughs> no, no, they said, so at first they thought it was potentially spina bifida before they did the amniocentesis. And then that wasn't true. They found out it was Turner's. And then they said, if she survives, she her lungs won't develop with the fluid there enough to take a breath once she's born. Yeah. And if she, for some reason, is able to, by a miracle that happens, she'll be basically a vegetable. She won't be able to feed herself, talk, walk, nothing. I danced in high school. I was in choir from high school to college. And we all know I can talk. So <laughs> nothing came true. Um, I think it was like the 26 week ultrasound, so like six week span, the fluid dispersed and was not there anymore. They couldn't explain it, never tried to. They just said, we don't know. It just, the lymphatic system started working. And yeah, they checked me over very thoroughly after I was born, but it was a situation they couldn't have predicted. What they were saying was likely to happen while true, they couldn't be as certain of it as they yeah. talked like. But yeah. <laughs> so they were scaring her to say, oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, those are yeah. those are the three words you don't hear. If baby survives, wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did they tell your parents as far as information they gave them or statistics and all of that? Um like I said, when I was born, I basically wasn't breathing. They said this baby may probably may not even make it overnight. Um, they got me stable enough to fly because I was born in Granbury. So they got me stable enough to fly to Cook Children's in Fort Worth. Hmm. Uh, and they still then, they didn't know if I would even make it overnight. Wow. So they're like, they went ahead and got me baptized and everything. They prepared for the worst. Obviously, I made it overnight and every night since then. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much, I, I've never said this, but it's like, yeah, don't give me a clock. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't give me a clock. <laughs> I will beat it. I've beaten every odds. Um, they've had them. Um, they gave my mom and my grandmother as much, as much information as they could back in the 90s. Cause, you know they still didn't even know like doctors back then were like wait what's turner's you know yeah what even is that um they gave them as, as much information as they could they went to classes but the scariest part was pretty much like with you in the womb it was me when i was born yeah we don't even it's a, this baby may not even make it overnight wow so it it was pretty scary and then uh and they 
the doctor tried to the cardiologist tried to get me and then the second scary one was my heart the cardiologist since I was only just born it's pretty much a newborn at four months old um is when I had the emergency open heart surgery they were trying to let me get as strong as they could well nurses couldn't find a pulse in my legs doctor couldn't find a pulse they're like yeah let's go (laughs) yeah oh yeah they it's been a roller coaster yeah so um are you on hrt and did you ever um take growth hormones at all i did take growth hormones um they started me when i was uh don't ask me that one. I can't remember when they, <laughs> what age they started um, me on. And then I kind of stopped around 14, 16. And then they had me do, um, I did do, I'm still taking hormones um, or birth control, yeah. whichever you want to call it. Um, been taking that since I was 16. Been on and off of it. Yeah, I was a bad little child. Didn't take my medicine half the time when I become an adult do not look at me like that babe do not <laughs> um and I finally just got back on it and trying to get back the biggest struggle is when I turned 22 and couldn't get my ADHD medicine Ooh. that that's been the that's been the fun thing and so I'm trying to go and now I got back to going to the doctors and all that and I have to go to a psychiatrist the one that can write prescriptions yes to do that they can that way they know hey you're, here's how your mental health is here's how we're gonna have to play around this yeah so I was like okay so yeah I have done growth hormones I have done HRT um I've maxed out any and all ADHD meds that they could put me on nearly as a kid mm-hmm. I pretty much was nearly a test test subject for new medication that comes out mm-hmm. so that sounds like that would have been an interesting experience. It was. And then it's also interesting hearing your own mother argue with the insurance company and talk back and forth with your doctor as well. And you're going, I'm glad I don't have to do that. And then here you come and go, oh, I have to do that now. <laughs> yeah. I, call, I literally call my mom when I turned 22 after fighting with the insurance company and go, mom, I have a new respect for you. He goes, <laughs> why i go i just had to get off the phone with i just had to i just get, got off the phone with the insurance company and talking to the doctor she goes oh what it felt like is that i had to do with um can't remember the nurse's name it was my doctor's nurse and i was like yeah i don't i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it either honey <laughs> yeah becoming an adult is fun yes the greatest experience so have you found any struggles with um the insurance company or doctors with ts stuff not really um the only the only struggle that i've had was mainly the insurance company with my adhd medicine other than that um it really hasn't been bad you know I haven't really had to call the insurance companies on certain things that was the only thing was when I was on my parents insurance sitting there on the phone fighting with them because it was you know controlled substance 
Uh, Other than that, it's been pretty easy coming, easy going. Um, the doctors have tried to do as much research as they could if they needed to. Um, I was, my grandparents used to have a summer home up in New York and, you know, I went to doctors. I didn't go to doctors up there, you know, I made sure I had all the medicine I needed, all the shots. And I came down with um, fifth disease. I had bumps all over me. And so they took me to doctor. Well, the doctor they took me to, he's like, oh, this child's Turner's. Are you sure? They're like, yeah. He said, she's had the scar. He saw his, ah, okay, okay. Now I see where he already meant, he, he knew. Yeah. He's like, I don't see the signs. He goes, I don't see the webbing in the neck. I did this. Turned my head. He goes, ah, got it. <laughs> Y'all, y'all done that. Was it restricting? And my granny, granny said, yes. So then, you know, we talked like a couple more minutes about Turner's and uh, he's, then he started looking at me. He goes, I think she's got fifth. I don't remember if he gave me antibiotics or not. And all was well. I'm like, that's the only doctor that come and said, no, you're not Turner's. <laughs> Have you ever had that experience of going to the urgent care or the ER and having a doctor go, What's Turner's? Um, no, thank God that has never happened. Um, it's a fun one. <laughs> God, I'm. Uh, have you? Yes. Oh, that's scary. I had to explain, and it wasn't a they had never heard the term, but it was more a they didn't remember anything about it, so they were like. Remind me what it is again. And I'm like, uh, and you're the one that's going to be handling this for me today. The one that's been going, you're the one that went to school for eight plus. Okay. Years. Well, I had, cause I don't know if you had this, but I would constantly get ear infections when I was little, like that mm -hmm. pink bottle was a regular thing in my fridge. Cause I got, I got ear infection so much. I've had tubes twice and I'm supposed to be wearing hearing aids. I need to go to an audiologist to see how bad my hearing's got because I've noticed the change. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I need to finally go and I need more current testing again, like I'm due for my testing. Mm -hmm. But I also, I know she's going to say, yeah, it's time. Okay. But yeah, it was, it, and so I went to the urgent care for thinking my ears were infected again. And the doctor kept saying how small my ear canals were. Like, they're just so small. And I'm like, okay, one, really? look at the rest of me, dude. Really? My ear canals are small. That's part of this genetic condition. Well, and it's like, they're in proportion with the rest of me. Come on now. Exactly. And then, and then I'm like, and you have my chart. You can see that I have Turner's. <laughs> what? It's like, can you not put two and two together, man? <laughs> like, I kept reminding you, can you just make sure they're not infected, please? Just, yeah, just, just, do I have an ear infection? Just give me the bottle for an ear infection. All please. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I've had so much cotton in my ears. Did your eardrums ever bust? No, thankfully. My, just about every time. Oh. My eardrums would bust. Oh, yeah. that sounds so painful. Yeah, that's, my mom would say sometimes it would happen overnight. And it did. It did. I'd wake up, gunk in my hair, gunk on my pillow. Mm -hmm. I go, mom. She goes, oh, here we go again. 
drop shops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was, I mean, it got to where they hurt really bad at different times, but it never, it, I had a double ear infection at one point. Ooh, those are um, the worst. Yeah, that's so painful. Yeah. Um, I was always worried about them bursting because my mom's has done that before. Um, I think just once, but no, it never actually happened. Yeah. But no, yeah, mine busted. And I went, my granddad, my, um, he had hearing aids. Well, we went to doctor and she had his hearing aid person look in my ears. He, uh, he looked in my left, which is my worst. And he cringed. Oh, he cringed because the nerves in my inner ear deteriorating. He's he just cringed. Oh wow. Yep. So eventually gonna go deaf. I'm slowly starting to learn sign language. So so is that all from damage from ear infections? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know I have, you know, we have hearing problems and all that. No, mine's extensive. Like my mom's always said. Anything rare, I'm going to get it. If I do anything, I'm going full out. I don't just have, oh, a sprained finger. No, my finger will be broke to the fullest extent of the broke it can be. <laughs> it's like, you can't do anything easy, can you, child? Nope. So have you ever had, um, did you ever get tests done to see like what frequency is the worst? Um, I think I have, I don't remember what all they've done throughout the years. I do know that they've done so much because they did put me on here. They put me, they did fit me for hearing aids. I needed before I aged out and they wanted to put me in the doctor wanted to put me in new ones, but I never went back. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, if I'm it was getting cool. ready to, I need to actually go and, um, I want to apply for the hearing aid, um, grant through um leaping butterflies oh i didn't know they had that yeah you can apply online and then you find out if you were granted the i can't there's a different word that i'm completely forgetting um but they help basically fund hearing aids and i know I mean, when I had my tests, my last test done like a year and a half, two years ago, she was saying it's not an emergency to go get them, but I would start preparing to because yeah. it's the closer you get to needing them, the more stark of a transition to them it'll be. Yeah. So you can give yourself more time to adjust the earlier you get it. Um, but yeah, because I know it's gotten worse than that, but mine was bad as a little kid oh yeah not this bad but they would always did you ever have the hearing test in school I don't think we did that in school we didn't do the eye and hearing test the only thing we've ever done was lice oh yeah I went to I was in the small towns growing up so they may not have done it then yeah they would do it was every year they would test everybody's hearing and you like sat in this room and you know, it was everybody had headphones on and you had to raise your hand when you heard something or, you know, whatever. I did that at doctors, yeah. Yeah, 
So I would always get sent home with a note from those going, you should take her to the doctor and have her hearing checked. And I'd give it to my mom and she'd say, yes, I know I've taken you several times. They say it's not to the point where they're going to do anything yet. It's like, we know you don't. <laughs> I can, I can just imagine like, I guess, cause my mom, I can imagine my mom going, yes, I know. Thank you for telling me stuff I'm already taking care of. Well, yeah. And she was kind of like, I tell them this every single time they send you home with something. I don't know why they still keep telling me. I, I think it's just, they have to. Yeah. One of those roll your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any struggles in school? Um, I don't, I couldn't tell any. Um, I do remember, uh, I think they had me with my writing or something. Uh, go ahead. Cause they caught everything early on. My parents went ahead and got me and everything they needed to. Well, my mom and my granny, I'd say my parents. My mom and my granny got me to everything they needed to when I had the speech stuff growing up. That's a fun story in itself. And um, so I pretty much was there. They said, oh, you're going to struggle with math and reading. I'm reading all the Harry Potter books. <laughs> I'm like doing really well in math. I got commended on my reading tax toss. Which one was it? The tax. That's cool. Well, I don't remember which one I got committed on because they switched on one year. I was this. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was the tax test. I was this close. My. I was like one question away. My eighth grade year, I was pissed at myself. Like <laughs> one question from getting committed, and I go and do it my uh, freshman year. I'm like, I'm blowing the statistics out of the water. Don't don't put a statistic on me. I'll prove you wrong. It's just like on some people with. Like I had a friend in high school um, who had um, a different type of disease and they kept putting death clocks on her. She passed it every time. I'm like, I'm like her. I'm like, don't put a statistic on me. I'll prove you wrong. That is my goal in life to prove all the doctors wrong. <laughs> I have. Oh, she's not. She's going to struggle with math. She's going to struggle with reading. I'm sitting here reading chapter books like they're nothing. I'm sitting here blowing through math, barely needing help. Like it's yeah. just second nature. I'm like, don't, don't statistic me. Don't you, do you know me? <laughs> it's kind of how I felt with the less than 1% chance. It almost became something comforting to think about when me and my mom would talk about the infertility. Cause it's like, well, I've already beaten worse odds than I have in that department. Yeah. So. Yep. That's the one thing I can't beat. That's the one thing I can't beat is having a kid. I'm like, come on now. I can beat everything, but this. what? Yeah. <laughs> have you, um, have you gone through any of the other fertility testing? Um, no, uh, I already know since I have the heart problem, it, there's no need. Um, my doctors have checked. Um, when they did open heart surgery, they also did double hernia and they also went down there to see what was going on. And they said it looked just like gristle. My ovaries are just might as well not be there. Like 
because I know sometimes the possibility of like just streak ovaries where they're just like a almost just like a strip of skin. That's pretty much what mine is. They were described as like hard top flat gristle. Interesting. Yeah. So they pretty much no ovaries, period, non existent. Yeah. I don't actually know what mine look like. I just know lights are off, nobody's home. <laughs> pretty much. I say that that's how I describe it. <laughs> I'll just say the, the workers never came to my factory to build it. <laughs> <laughs> the factory never opened okay <laughs> sorry what um what subjects did you have a hard time with growing math. up math mine was math it still is oh my gosh I don't I don't enjoy math in any way and it might as well be a foreign language for as well as yeah. I understand it um reading I excelled in fact one year my teacher thought I had cheated on the reading comprehension test and my mom's like one do you know her she would confess it immediately if she did two mm -hmm. did, how would she do that <laughs> yeah spelling I cannot spell to mm -hmm. save my life I cannot spell to save my life and history, I, I got so bored of it. Not that I don't think history's interesting. Don't get me wrong. History's cool. But when they drill the same thing into you year after year, you kind of going, teach me something else, please. Yeah. Maybe expand the history. Give me something harder. Test me on the, test me on something else with this. Give me, let me go to, teach me another country's stuff anything please <laughs> i know texas history well i don't remember everything of it i but i do know remember a whole lot of it i know texas history like the back of my hand teach me england teach me <laughs> teach me korea teach me china teach me russia something yeah i'm already hearing about the u.s and texas i want to know the world now give me the world I'm an adventurer at heart. I, I don't feel like, I don't like feeling like I'm stuck at one place. I want to travel. I want to learn everything. Teach me different cultures. I think that's why history was my worst subject. Yeah, I could see that. I, I love learning about so far back. <laughs> that, uh, but I found with any subjects that I had trouble with, it really was mostly in how I was being taught them. Oh yeah, yeah. It made all the difference in the world. You know, I had, so in math, it was a struggle either way, but what helped me get over those obstacles and be able to push through to any extent was the way I was being taught. I had one teacher, that it was doing them with us on the board going through everything and actually you know walking us through it and he would go over stuff with you one-on-one -on -one. and that was the first time i ever got an a in a math class in my life yeah and the only <laughs> since <laughs> the first and only time then i took geometry the next year 
failed miserably because my teacher just stood there with a PowerPoint. And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, it depends on the teacher. There are good teachers out there and then there's not so much good teachers. Well, did you have any specific way of learning that you felt made a difference? Mm, not really. Uh, like however they taught. I mean, if I didn't understand it and I could look over it myself, like if, like I said, there's difference in teaching, but like, I remember, I remember my senior year of high school, I took two different math classes. One was pre-cal, one was college al, was college algebra. I passed college algebra with A's and then I'm having B's in pre-cal. Calculus was hard. And it's not the, it, it, I just couldn't hardly grasp it. And I could go to her for help if I needed to, and I did on certain things, but it's like, I'm a senior, I'm just, but I still at the same time, like, I still need to pass all this. I graduated with honors, but calculus was the hardest. And I think it's because I think she did do PowerPoints, but it's not that she just did PowerPoints. It's how she did it. Yeah. I think it was more so of how she did it. You can give me a PowerPoint. I'll copy it down. If I need to look over it 20 times, I will. I can quote unquote self-teach if mm -hmm. I need to. But just how she did it, I was just like, okay, I don't understand this. I don't like calculus. Never going to be a mathematician. Not going to use calculus ever. You know, I almost, I, I kind of did throw a party personally myself when I finished the last math class I would ever have to take in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> was there, uh, growing up, was there, uh, other than wanting to have kids, oh, what career did you want to do growing up? Because I know there's certain things. Huh? I wanted to be a singer. A I singer. wanted to be I wanted to be a singer or an actor. Um I just loved I had so much fun and I was always dancing around. So mm -hmm. I loved dancing too. I loved performing. Um which is why nobody in my life was shocked at all that I have a YouTube channel. Um <laughs> no surprise there at all. Um and it was never, it was never something that I felt like affected that part of me. I never felt like it hindered my choices or that I couldn't. And me personally, I'm very much the, oh, tell me I can't do something and I will prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. um, especially if it's something I really want to do. Um, so I, I never, I never felt like I couldn't do anything that I was dreaming of doing. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I'm a dancer at heart. I, I wanted to dance, but I really couldn't because like a lot of things couldn't because of my heart. Mm. I wanted to do volleyball. Can't your heart. I did. Um, I marched with the band. I did color guard. Oh, that's so cool. I marched with the band and I did the um, winter guard too, which we do it without the band. We go to different high schools and compete. I did that. That was so much fun. <laughs> that was so much fun. I've always loved dancing. I always remember dancing around the house, making up my own dance moves to songs. 
and um in 2016 discovered k-pop oh yeah i discovered k-pop i'm like hey i may not understand what you're saying but that's my kind of music show me your dances let me <laughs> learn them and i'm like oof i'm surprised i haven't done a youtube channel learning all of them but i'm like how am i gonna learn this well it's not that how can i learn this it's when am i gonna have time but i've always loved i thought at first i wanted to be a nurse well going through the stuff to get to nursing school like there are so many robots i'm like no and then i was like teaching and my mom's always said she saw me as a teacher so and i'm working at daycare and loving it i don't have any bad days i've never had any bad days retail i had a bad day every day <laughs> retail is its own beast that's when i discovered that that's when i discovered human that's when i lost my hope for humanity that's when i lost uh, that's when i realized the world isn't as nice as what you thought yeah people called come out in retail situations i've been called every name under the sun i've been spelled names even literally someone spelt they go you're just being a and they spelt the b word and i'm like and then she flat out called me and i'm like you just spelt it you flat out called me and now you're gonna just not spell it at least i know you can spell i just went through my head like at least i know you can spell insults i'm still not gonna do this i'm not losing my job because i'm not gonna do this yeah sorry i need my job it's like the worst comes out in people and i'm like i know people are so nice but why are they acting like this yeah and i think as society shifted more and more into a instant gratification we lost in those circumstances the ability to remember what Manner. human means and and <laughs> that no patience still applies in this situation that didn't go out the door just because you want what you want right the second yeah <laughs> yeah and with um I, me being a pisces i'm two fish at least i'm not a gemini and had two split personalities <laughs> because i would sit there and i kid you not they'd be yelling at me i'm like i'd have this smirk on my face like mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry, I'm not losing my job. I need my job. Did you ever have any bullying or anything? Um, in school, just my height a little bit, but when they realized it didn't affect me, like when they started noticing something, they're like, oh my God, you're so short. I go, yeah, what are you, a giant? <laughs> they go, my favorite. oh, shorty got attitude. Yeah, shorty got attitude, you want to keep going? Justine, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard like every short joke out there. Oh, did you ever get this? Ah, oh, such a good. Oh such my a good gosh. Rest. No. I sit there like a cat. Get off me. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll show you a good rest. I'll, sh I'll show you. A I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> you want me to be a cat? I got claws. <laughs> you got claws, man. My favorite <laughs> response was somebody would be like, because I, I don't know why, but people with me have had a lot of, 
like there have been a few people that apparently knew I was short but didn't realize how short yes so they'd be like man you're short and I'm all my favorite response was what dang it there goes my MBA career (laughs) yes man what do you mean I'm short what when did that happen no one time I was in I was in one of my weird moods they go oh my god you're so short I go what happened to my legs <laughs> my best friend who I've known for about 16 years just shook her head going oh my god she's <laughs> she nothing but I could just now I can hear her go she's in her mood don't just stop please stop I have to go she's coming home with me where she's spending the night just stop <laughs> yeah but yeah, I was I- like wait I go, oh, really? Um, one of my most smart out ones is, oh, really? I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? No, really? Really, I am? I thought I was the tallest thing on the planet. I had no idea because it's not like I constantly hear about it. <laughs> oh, I'm constantly reminded. I'll ask um, any guy I'm with if we're together for a while. I'll go, what was your first impression of me? Some were like, dang, she's short. Proper response, proper yeah. response right there. With him, it's like, oh, she kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I was like, at least you didn't notice my, I was like, at least you didn't think, oh, dang, she's short. I go, what was the first thing you uh, you noticed about me? He goes, your smile. Oh, You're just saying that. He goes, no, really. <laughs> I go, what's at my height? He goes, that was the second thing. <laughs> You literally said that. (laughs) He's over here smiling like, yep. (laughs) Literally that he goes, that was actually the second thing I noticed. I just I was trying not to be rude. My brain's not rude. I go, "Mm mm-hmm. Says the dad jokes. (laughs) That's a good um. Did you ever have any trouble like finding the right one? um or have guys actually understand you well I had a lot of just my personality type I'm a caregiver yes I I give in to people a lot I you know all of that and I also hate confrontation or hate like intense interactions like that so I was always passive aggressive when I liked somebody. <laughs> I was always very passive about it. Um, but it was more, I had guys that I didn't date, but I liked and I could tell liked me, but almost like it was an ego boost from me to them, like me being interested in them gave them an ego boost. so I had more I needed to work on shutting that side down um I mean when I got with Andrew I knew very quickly that he was the real deal like that he was in it and I didn't have to be scared of his reaction to anything I didn't have to be scared of worrying he was gonna leave because of something 
we just had a lot happen so quickly. Um, I told him I had Turner syndrome two and a half months in because I knew we were serious. Yeah. And then three months in, three, three and a half months in, my brother passed away. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> all of that happening at once, it was like, if I haven't scared him off by now, it's a pretty good test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian had to work really hard because I just got out. It was a nasty divorce. It wasn't horrible, like, oh, we have to separate assets, um, custody battles. It wasn't about that. It was just how everything went down. It was horrible. And I had up so many walls, walls I didn't even know it could even exist. I had a, he had to chisel away, break them down and everything. And when I saw he wasn't leaving, when I saw that, he wasn't scared or he understood everything like he, he's like okay that's just part of you I was like okay you're scaring me now who the <laughs> heck do you think you are you're not a jerk what what is this I should run I should get out of here wait and then my brain's like my brain and my heart were actually on the same page like you run I kick your butt from the inside okay okay I'll say and to this day it even scares me of how he is because I'm like I'm still not used to it even after nearly two years after over a year and a half I'm like it still scares me I'm not used to this what yeah. is going on in the world so yeah, I, I remember I did have to I had to I prayed God if this is who you want me to be with don't let me sabotage this exactly don't exactly. let me don't let me ruin it because I'm scared and insecure right now. Just yep. don't let me. Yep. I think it was my late granddad who's like, it's like pumpkin, you better stay. <laughs> you better stay. Oh, okay, granddad. <laughs> but though it's like he had to bust down walls. I was like, I'm still insecure to this day because I'm like I've been with nothing but jerks. That's either used me or as in, or cheated on me. Mm. So I was like, yeah, no, th this can't be real. This isn't real weight. This is actual how it's supposed to be. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty blessed. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful he found me. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. It is. So how did you, cause I have girls that are nervous to do it ask me all the time what was it like or how did you go about telling them that you had it I told him what pretty early on I think I told him pretty early on I can't have kids of course it's before atheist um no, I'm talking about like that was, it was I told him long. pretty early on I think within the first month that we started talking um, I told pretty early on that I can't have kids, that I have Turner's. And then as I noticed we got serious, we brought it back up to have the actual serious, okay, this is your chance to run. This is your chance to be honest with me. How do you feel about this? Yeah. And, you know, 
guys will tell you what you're here. Yeah, that's fine. You know, this and that. And then um, he he told me that as I've heard that before. He goes, yeah. And I could see it in his eyes. Because I was crying when I told him I can't have kids when we had this serious talk. I was crying because I was scared. I guess I really did like him at that point. Because if I was crying, I wouldn't have, you know, that was a sign to me. And I was like, okay, this is his chance. We're going to have a serious conversation. I can't have kids. I tell him pretty early on. It's like, here, this is me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. He took it. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember I was shaking. Like, I was literally shaking and couldn't, like, I could barely keep myself still. And after I told him, he just goes, well, we can always adopt. And I'm like, him okay yeah that was him he's like there's other ways to be a parent instead of just a natural like you think it's like yeah. we could walk we could foster i was like okay but then again it's like yeah i've had that ripped out from under me too what are you gonna do different mm-hmm. put a ring on it what what were those <laughs> words you just said yes i know when we just got engaged in december too so yeah when he said stay with you what are these words that are falling into my (laughs) ears in the world of relationships (laughs) yeah it's and it also snuck up on me that whole aspect of the conversation not just their reaction but my reaction to that like am i okay with that you know, like, okay doing this to him yes it's absolutely. that guilt it's that guilt of you know you're such a great guy i can't do this to you yes. you deserve the world you deserve better yeah and, then and said, I, no no matter how many times andrew has told me it's it's fine i'm i'm fine i i don't care i don't you know like I'm okay with that. I still feel guilty and I have my moments of like, no, but you deserve that. And, and like, I want to bring little yous into the world. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's hard. It really is. It really is hard. Cause you know, cause you get to know them, you know, their heart, you know, them inside out. You're like, you deserve better than me. You deserve a girl that can give you everything. And now I told him that he's like, you do give me everything. No, I don't. He goes, yes, you do. I'm like, okay, what are these words that are coming out of your mouth? They're foreign. <laughs> They're so foreign. Don't, don't say them. You're speaking Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. This has been so much fun swapping stories. <laughs> it really has. It really has. Thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing. No problem. Anytime I'll pick, I'm down to do it again. To brother yeah, I'm, I have some, some surprises that I'm working on. So I will message you actually. <laughs> yes, I'll be down for anything. I'll be down for anything. So, okay. Well, is there anything else before we go that you would want to share? Mm, no, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Thank you so much. It was so great talking. 
Oh, thank you. I had a blast. Yeah, this is so much fun. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day and I will message you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.